Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Higher Caliber. I'm sitting here with Jared and our friend, actually relative, Matthew Moreland. Hello. What up? Everybody, welcome Matt to the show. Uh, Matt is, I don't know what your title is, but uh, you're part of Moreland Heating and Air, family HVAC business, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm a part owner. Part owner. Perfect. But yeah, so we're a heating and air conditioning company in and around Dayton, Ohio. Um, it's pretty old, 35-ish years, something like that. I don't know. Uh, I don't know that the first couple of years were quite legal. I don't know that Uncle Sam was involved <laughs> in the first couple of years. So, but we call it like 1984, 1985, something like that. Cool. Very cool. Very cool. So always been in your family? Yeah. So my dad started it. Um, kind of just to make some extra money, I think. So he worked at the airport and he worked for another guy in a neighboring city on the weekends. Doing, doing HVAC stuff? HVAC, yeah. So I guess nobody else would know. We are in Southwest Ohio right now, Southeast Ohio. And, um, he grew up right here in this area, at least. And everybody around here at that time used oil. And when he moved to Dayton to work at the airport, there was a few oil furnaces and nobody knew how to work on them. So (laughs) he worked for a lot of guys subbing that kind of stuff out. So I think it was kind of an accident that he started it and it kind of grew, you know, it went from Jerry's weekend heating and air conditioning to something a little bigger over time. How did your dad get into it? Um, So he worked for a guy here and they did kind of the local smaller stuff, I guess. So uh, he had told me at one point that, uh, well, him and my mom, both, I think, I don't know if that's how they met or what the whole story is there, but they both worked there. And uh, when they implemented the whole state licensing thing, the guy was like license number three or something (laughs) like that. (laughs) So yeah. Yeah. So he's, he was, he's been doing it a long time, Uh, but it started here when he was pretty young. Right on. And if I remember correctly, you were helping him as a kid, right? Here and there. Yeah. Um, you know, at some point it crosses from uh like child labor to actual work. Yeah, right. You know, but right. so I don't know when to really start counting when people ask me. Yeah. Was it something that you were interested in as a kid and just kind of picked up on things? Like how like um, how did how did you get involved in it? I didn't so like every other kid. I don't know if you guys are the same, but I think most people are. The last thing you want to do is what your dad does. Right. Right. Like, so you go help him do something, but you know, you get the bright idea when you're pretty young that you're going to go do something awesome. Right. 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 Um, So, yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't say I was interested in it. I just did it always. Like it was just something you did. Yeah. I'm sure you guys knew how to, you know, I don't know work on guns at a much right. younger age than well, other kids would. Me and Jared both grew up in a firehouse. Yeah. And now we're yeah. both firemen. But at one time, because our dad kind of branched off from the firehouse and he went to do business stuff, right? He runs hospitals or whatever. At one point when I graduated high school, I was like, oh, I'm going to go be a businessman. You know, and I went to, I I went to one year of Ohio state for business and I was like, this is terrible. (laughs) Yeah. This sucks. Um, cause school, school is really not my thing, but so that's when I decided, Hey, you know what? Um, I know a lot about being a fireman or 
not a lot about being a fireman, but I like the culture, I guess. So I was like, I'm going to go be a fireman. So that's what I did. So I was kind of around it a lot, but I didn't know a lot about it, I guess. So. Yeah. You're just there. I mean, it's something your dad does. Yeah. I remember being at your house when we were young and we'd be like eating grilled cheese or whatever. <laughs> and the little, what do you call it? The little thingy on the table would just start. Yeah, making a particular yeah. beat boot situation and he yeah. just leaves. Yeah, pager radio. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was like that. I mean, he would get calls and I would go with him and hold the flashlight and do all that stuff. But I wasn't really working as a kid. But, you know, by the time I had my license, like right when I got my license, I started running calls. Okay. Um, but yeah, they, yeah, I think for, so for my like 13th birthday or something, I got a sheet metal brick and I made sheet metal. And that's how I paid for my first car. So I don't know if you guys were around when I had the really crappy red Camaro. I remember the Camaro. I remember the Camaro. Yeah. It was, everything was broke on it. Yeah. And we, it we, used uh, to be red. It was pink. We, uh, <laughs> we took, we took a couple laps in that thing. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that was sheet metal money. So okay, we, um, yeah, I did it pretty young, but yeah, I went to school kind of like you. I, I decided I was going to be an engineer and maybe mm-hmm. I, maybe you're smarter than me. I don't know. Cause I, I stuck it out. And I got a degree mm-hmm. and I worked for a couple of years in auto manufacturing and I hated it. It was terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what didn't you like about it? Um, I'm a bad employee. Okay. So <laughs> is that why you're your own boss now? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just, everybody is my boss now, but I'm, it, there's a lot of politics involved in bigger businesses like that. Sure. And, I would run into situations where I just wanted to go fix it. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of paperwork. Like I'm not actually allowed to fix it. So I, I did process engineering and I would tell them how to lay out a process. Mm-hmm. You know, and these are multi-billion dollar companies. You can't just go decide to, you know, th- this was like ed- every gauge cluster that went in every Honda product. Mm-hmm. You can't just go be like, oh, well, you know what we're doing? Changing it all. Yeah, they don't like that. So <laughs> right, um, right, there's right. paperwork and, and you're not actually allowed to do it yourself. Sure. And it drove me nuts. So, um, you know, the opportunity came. My dad had an injury to, you know, help him for a year. And that was eight years ago now, nine years ago. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I didn't, I'm not going back to that. But but it was, it's not that it's not useful. Sure. Because you learn how that stuff works. Um, right. But yeah, it just wasn't for me. But I think that's a lot of people. You know, you end up. Uh, well, now you know. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, I just I didn't want to do what my dad did, and then until I did something else, and I found out. You know, and what? you I got your degree, maybe, right? You said he stuck it out. Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I, I'm not going to say I didn't use it. A lot of people, I think, uh, kind of hate on sending kids to college, mm-hmm. especially people in the trades. But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. I think you right. should get outside of the work you want to do. And do something different and and bring that into the work that you're doing. Right. I think engineer is one of the exceptions in that conversation, though. Like, unless you're going to be an engineer, a doctor, or a lawyer, don't go to college. But engineers usually in that cluster of things, the uh, exceptions. Yeah. You know? I mean, you probably don't want a degree in liberal basket arts. weaving. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's not going to do you right. much good. But right. um, unless you're weaving baskets, I guess. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. But. Yeah, uh, get out. So you're saying get outside of the work that you're eventually going to do just to see that the work that you're currently doing doesn't suck as bad as something else. 
<laughs> well, not even that. Like um, a lot of people that I see be really successful in heating and air are people who don't, a lot of them don't even like turn wrenches. They don't know how the machines work. Right. <laughs> They're people who have some skill set like in business or something that they acquired somewhere else. Right. And they, they can, they can run a business. To them. Yeah. I mean, it's like, right. Oh, Hey, I can do this in heating and air. I can do this in plumbing or any right. other trade because it's an industry that's kind of stuck in the past in a lot of ways. Um, and, and if you're able to do something different, that, that can be really useful if you've got that skill set. Sure. Right. Yeah, I get that. So when were you like, okay, I'm going to do this. Like you helped your dad for a year. You eventually took it over and he's still, he's still a part of it. Am I right in that? Yeah. Yeah. So he, um, he still works most of the time. If there's any situation, uh, you know, he's happy to be like, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's not up to me. <laughs> I have to call the office. Right. You know, so a lot of people don't even know that he's not just a tech, but uh, yeah, he's, he still works. Um, yeah. You know, there's stuff that he really likes to do and he's better at it than anybody else. So that's what he does. Um, and there's stuff that I'm a little bit more experienced with, I guess. So anything sure. that involves a screen, <laughs> or the internet. Technologically advanced things. Maybe. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I got that. But yeah, he's um yeah, he's definitely super involved. I mean, you know, that that's that's um something I probably am not I don't think about that much, but I mean most people probably don't spend that much time with their family, you know, but I work right. with my dad and my mom and my sister. Um I mean, every day. So, right. You know, that's kind of the double whammy, you know, is that chat? Is that challenging for you to work with your family? It can be, um, especially when you, it's tough to draw a line for family events, you know, like when there's right. birthdays or something and you get a call and it's an old lady and she's got an emergency, like <laughs> somebody's got to go, you know, we're all here. Right. So, um, you know, it, it, it is tough to separate work and family stuff, but, um, you know, as far as, you know, we don't really get into fights and stuff like that. Like everybody's right. got their thing they're in charge of and that's the thing they do. And we right. don't really, you know, get outside of that. So I, I see a lot of people like it becomes an issue, but it's not like uh what was that? Uh, West coast choppers, like Paul senior and Paul junior just going at it, throwing shit. Yeah. I mean, it can be, you know, like, but that's also, I mean, that's my dad's personality. So I don't know how well you guys know my dad, but, um, he's like, he's like a, a grizzly bear with a heart of gold. Okay. So like, he's like, he's bad cop usually, and I'm usually good cop, but, um, you know, that works. You got to have both of those, uh, those characters, you know, definitely. You got to have all facets of the, uh, you know, you just have to have everything. Yeah. From when you officially took over, how much have you guys expanded as far as like techs and so operationally? Yeah, that, I guess I'll take a step back. Um, what my thing is, like what my degree was in and what I'm really interested in is the idea of like optimizing things. So, okay. Um, expanded it in terms of number of techs, uh, zero, hmm. but, uh, revenue is like four times what it was. Oh, hell yeah. So, 
um, profit is like four times what it was. And, you know, a lot of that, I'm, I'm just more interested in that. You know, I think a lot of places will throw more people at a problem. Um, and that's why, you know, I don't know if you guys have ever gotten quotes to have any contractor do any work at your house. <laughs> it's crazy expensive and you usually don't get what you want. Like right. maybe you get the the thing you want. Like you got a tile guy, maybe the tile looks good, right? but you probably didn't get it very fast. Right. And you probably called 20 contractors before one of them sent you a quote. Right. Um, so you know, that's, that's kind of what I'm more interested in is how, how much of your time can you spend doing something that the customers actually want you to do? And then how do you get rid of all the other stuff that you're doing? Yeah. Um, you know, so I guess to answer your question, we grew a lot. Um, but in some regards we didn't grow at all. Uh, but that's, that's kind of the point. So. Yeah. Did you, um, take up, any, did you have an interest in learning and like business courses or anything, or did it just come easy? Like it made sense? Uh, no, it's like, um, it, it, I think I have the opposite problem most people have because I worked for companies that already have it figured out. Okay. Like you don't go work at Honda and reinvent the wheel. Mm-hmm. Right. You right. know, like a good career at Honda is like, placing one brick in a really huge wall, right? right? Like maybe it's a real cool brick, but you're just, <laughs> that's, that's the best you're going to do. Yeah. Um, but then when you step into a company that doesn't have any of that in place, right? Um, like I know what the end should look like, yeah. but I don't have any idea how to get there. So none of it came easy and none of it is easy now, but there, I found like Facebook to be an amazing resource because there are people out there who I mean, they're just playing a different game. Mm-hmm. Okay. I mean, these are guys who are doing hundreds of millions of dollars a year. They have no business answering my questions. It's crazy. Um, but there are Facebook groups that I've gotten into. I don't know why they let me in them, <laughs> but I'll ask questions and they'll give you just an answer. And it's great. I mean, there, yeah. you know, there's all these consultants that want to charge you for everything. I mean, it's in every field, right? There's right. always some guy who wants to charge you for something. Um, but the, I mean, if you just get into groups on Facebook, I guess is really all, yeah. all I've done. I get good answers from people who have no business giving me these answers, but they do. So yeah, none of it's easy. I've gotten to the point now where I ask a question. I kind of know the people who yeah. are giving good answers and I just do what they say. Sure. It's pretty basic. So, yeah. So these aren't technically HVAC groups or are they business groups or, or what kind of like, how did you narrow that down? Like I need to ask these people, these questions. Um, I don't even know how I got in it. Um, these are, this is an HVAC group. The, the two or three that I'm thinking of are almost all HVAC plumbing, electric, they're home services groups. Okay. Um, you know, I don't, I don't really know what the motivation is on there some of the guys, I mean, some of them, it's obvious they have something to sell. Right. Um, other people, I think they just like giving back and yeah, you know? Yeah. I get that. I'm in a lot of Facebook groups as well. Like a lot of them that don't even have to do deal with each other, but there's a lot of good information. If you can kind of peel back the, the BS, if you will, you know, that, I mean, there's a lot of good information about a lot of things. Oh yeah. On there. Yeah. I think, 
I think one of the best things you can do is kind of use stuff like that to find better questions to ask. Oh yeah. That you know makes what I mean? Sense. So you're not, um, you don't usually get a good answer, but <laughs> right. you do get better questions to go figure out. Like there's stuff you don't even know that you don't know. Right. You know? So. Yeah. I get that. The guy who worked on my house as a plumber, I was talking to him about social media and how he expanded and stuff. And he's like, dude, just, uh, just Google is like 98% of his business. Is that something, is Google like a huge one for you or is it Facebook or? It's Google. Um, so a, a lot of it's word of mouth. Yeah. Um, I'm by no means an expert on this. So this is something I'm trying to figure out myself, but mm. what has worked for us is to be like hyper local. So we'll do individual neighborhoods yeah. that we want to work in and we'll do stuff like uh, maybe we'll send out a mailer and one person calls. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And then most people would be like, I lost my ass on this mailer. Well, not really. Right. So you get the one person, but while you're there, you know, if you can get a, just say, Hey, can I put a yard sign in your yard? And then you knock on, they call it the six pack. Right. So the two houses next door and the three across the street, you know, I never try to sell them anything, but if you mm-hmm. just knock and say, Hey, you know, my name's Matt, we're going to be working across the street. And you know, if, if we're making too much noise or, you know, there's somebody in front of your driveway, this is my cell number. Just call me. <laughs> here's, here's my card. And I write my cell number on it. Um, well, now they got my card. Right. One of them calls genius. So right. you're like, Hey, can I put a yard sign in your yard? And then, you just six pack it again. Right. Yeah. I mean, you do the whole neighborhood yeah. and you just hit a neighborhood really hard and we're small enough that that works. And right. that's really cost effective. Now, if well, you were a huge company, interaction with, uh, with you was, Hey, this guy's looking out for me. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, and I am right. I mean, that's right. the thing. Well, yeah, not that you aren't, but in their mind, Hey, this guy, you know, this guy came to me and said, Hey, if, if I have any problems, I'm going to call him. Yeah. You know, yeah, that, I, ma- that makes sense. Yeah. If you focus like I said, it works for us to focus on like a city and they'll reach a point where you're too big to do that, but we're not there yet. So, you know, I can be, I'm kind of torn between saying that we're like marketing, but I'm not really marketing, but it's just the city that we live in. And, you know, I've got four kids. They're in everything. They're in sports. (laughs) And I mean, you meet everybody. Right. Right. And, um, you know, it really is a situation where if people know you and they like you, they will call you. And yep. if you're doing what you're supposed to do, you answer the phone, you show up on time. You don't really need to advertise that much yeah. because right. the bar is so low. I mean, everybody in the world that has a pickup truck and some tools and wants beer money <laughs> has decided that maybe they can install windows now or whatever. Right. right. And, and then, right. Um, and they don't do a good job. So, right. you know, if you just do what you're supposed to do, yeah. that's where it's at right now. Maybe in the future it'll get harder, but it's not right. Right. Yeah, the last uh, plumber I called, the side of his truck said "punctual plumber," and he was an hour late. Yeah, I'm like, this is a this is a terrible business model if you're going to be an hour late. And but you paid him, and you were okay with that. He gave me a discount, but yeah, <laughs> right, right, <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the. I thing. had an hour to spare, but if I didn't, well, it'd be an it, issue. And the other, uh, you know, on the other side of the fence, what are you going to do? Who who else is going to come? No, oh, you know like what I mean. Five other people, but. I don't, I don't know. They would have been a lot later than he was. 
Yeah, that's it. Might have been the guy installing Windows. You know, yeah. who knows? That's the thing that that I struggle with is I've been, uh, if if not working in this industry, around it, like since I was born. Yeah, right. So I'm like in the jar trying to read the label. Mm-hmm. So I don't really know what anybody really wants. And I'm not entirely convinced that even if you ask somebody that they even know what they want, because right. people will be like, you know, I want, I want it done right. And I want it fast and I want it cheap. Mm. And, um, but then like, if you run the numbers, like you're like, if I made this faster, do more people call? Probably not. You know what I mean? Like, so, right. you right. know. Well, I, think, I don't know that people even know what they want. Yeah. <laughs> I think the best thing about your job, though, is you're not selling snake oil like people need heating and cooling. You know, like it, their uh, furnace goes out in the middle of winter. You're not selling them something they don't need. Like they need heat. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, it's like being a firefighter. There's right. That's There's a very whole, easy to identify need. Right. Yeah, like, they're right. always going to need it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But it, but it is tough. Um there are a lot of companies out there that make they make promises that maybe they can fulfill, but they're not. Um, a lot of that's wasteful, I guess. You end up paying more money for something that that you feel like you want, but you probably don't really want it that much. Like, are you willing to pay three times as much for something to be two percent better? Like, probably not. Right. right. So, yeah, I mean, that's like I run a heating and air business, but I, I view it as any other business where you just, you just are a group of people doing something that somebody wants to pay you for. Right. right. And the company who figures out what that something is <laughs> and does it better, faster and cheaper. Yeah. Generally wins. So that's, yeah, that's the whole game. Right. right. Yeah. But it's like, what do people want? I, you know, I don't know. Right. I, don't know. I probably overthink it though. Have you done local, like uh local stuff teamed up with local businesses or anything, or you just go out there and like, just do the best you can. And like, have you ever been on any other podcasts? I I've think. never been on a podcast. <laughs> no. no. So man, contractors are weird. Right, so I have this pet theory. Okay. And I'm not, I'm not excluding myself here. The, every good contractor has ADD. Okay. So they're generally unreliable long-term like they get really excited about stuff for a few weeks <laughs> and then uh, they don't finish doing it that that seems to be the only reason i quit doing that is you just put things around you that prevent it from happening mm. uh but yes so we have teamed up with people and it's great for like a month right and then you're like hey dude like you haven't asked me for any more flyers it's been like six months and you're like oh it, yeah, just haven't been handing that many. Like, dude, I know how many calls you're running. You're not handing them out anymore. Right. So I've not found anything really reliable. Um, yeah, I've thought about creating like a local contractor group. That kind of ties into what we were talking about, like getting with other business owners and letting other people, you know, like our customers know who they are, like people that I know are doing good work and they're good people. Right. And, uh, you know, just let other people know their story and what they do. So, but yeah, I mean, it's not, that's not been very successful. So. Word. What, uh, so I'm assuming you enjoy what you do. What are some of the things that you enjoy about the job? 
Um, I don't really enjoy like fixing a furnace. Okay. I don't know that anybody does. That's I don't know that anybody's like, you know what I like doing is uh, that hot attic. That's full of raccoon poop. <laughs> right. I want to get in that. Right. Like right. that's nobody. I was just in my attic the other day when it was like freaking hot. And I thought about you and I was like, how in the hell do they do yeah. this every day? You just <laughs> do it. But I mean, it's like, I'm sure you guys don't enjoy some of the stuff that oh, you have to do. Definitely. But there's a, a, a bigger thing where like every now and then I, I, I had a lady the other day, I was just getting home from work and she pulled in the driveway and was like, Hey, I just wanted to stop in and say thanks. And I knew who she was right away because like middle of summer, it's a hundred degrees. She had COVID and was really struggling with it. Her husband had passed away and she had dealing with all that. She didn't have the money to fix her air conditioner, but she like really needed it. So, you know, we're not one of these companies that goes, and does like a good deed and gets the newspaper involved. Like we do stuff a lot, but nobody will ever know about it. But you know, she stopped, said, Hey, thanks. And you know, she was genuinely grateful that we helped her out. And you know, that's the kind of stuff that's cool. Right. Um, But I don't think there's much enjoyment in the work itself. It's more, you know, you know, you're helping people out. Right. In, in, the situation where they need something. And a lot of times people aren't that grateful about it. Um, but sometimes they are. And that's right. pretty cool. You know? Well, that's cool. I mean, and I think that's probably, I think it's cool because like me and Jared do fire and EMS and granted and no offense, like being a fireman is probably the best job in the world. But, um, I think a lot of people do that because they get to help people and, and that satisfaction of you're making a difference, you know, whether it's, you know, helping that old lady or whatever, or doing things not for the recognition and even just under the radar, but it makes you feel better. It's that gratification of you are making a a difference, even though you don't have to, but you're, you're doing good for others. And I mean, that's one of the reasons that I do things. So it, it's, it's kind of nice that, you know, you kind of do the same thing in a whole different line of work. You know, I think that's pretty cool. Do you guys get the, um, like if you get a call, it's like a, it's a soccer game or it's your kid's birthday and you get the call and you're like, damn it. Like I, I'm so tired of this. I don't want to do this, but then you go do it. Anyway, and when you're done, you're like, well, yeah, okay. Yeah, I think since we're uh, full time, it's like pre-scheduled letdowns. So like that part's already. Right. When they they call for overtime, you're like, "Uh, yeah, I guess so. (laughs) You know, so since we're not like volunteer anymore, like just go, then it's not like, oh, I was almost out the door. Sorry, babe. But, I, but you know, I'm, yeah. I, you know, at least me, I'm like that for other things. Like if somebody caught, like if we have something scheduled and if somebody calls me and really needs something, I'm going to try, you know, to the best of my ability to do something, Um, you know, right. not necessarily going on a call, but, you know, if somebody needs help, I'm going to try to help them as best as I can. So, yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you see, this is just the few limited interactions that I've seen. Do you have a lot of people like complaining 
to you guys? Like, oh, you, you're too, you, you were too slow or you're blocking up the road. Or is that like just um, a normal not occurrence? All the time, but not all the time, but they're definitely out there. Um, there's they're usually people that were on the fire department. Yeah. Like 50 <laughs> years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like they know everything or they watched, you know, rescue nine one with William Shatner <laughs> back in the day. Yeah. And they're just like, you know, I would say the most it's typically in trap, you know, traffic. Yeah. Like why are, you know, why are we stopped or whatever, you know, whatever it is. I would say people are nice for the most part. For the most part, people love the fire department. Yeah. Um, people hate cops. I could never imagine being a cop right now. Cause people just, Freaking yeah. hate them, you know. Oh yeah. How do you go it to work suck. and knowing that people are going to give you shit? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. if somebody gives me shit during you know my shift, whatever. But it's not going to be like I don't go in into my shift knowing that somebody's going to give me shit. You know what I mean? For the most part, people are very appreciative and you know thankful that you're doing what you're doing. So yeah, that's got to be like. That's got to be like the top of the cake there for public service, right? Like everybody loves the firefighter. Or you get exactly. to wear the uniform. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. the whole shebang. Big trucks, lights, sirens. Right. Kids love me. Kids love me. I got you. a sticker badge. Yeah. Yeah. You know you what I mean? You can give them little hats, <laughs> little stickers, you yeah. know, coloring books. It is pretty cool now that you mention it. It's pretty cool. It's the best job in the world. You yeah. know, we work two days a week, you know. Um, what more can you ask for? I don't know, but I'm sure uh, restoring uh, some heat for a for a family on Christmas Eve is probably a pretty good feeling. Yeah, yeah, you know that I mean, seems it feels less cool now, but yeah, <laughs> no, it's, it's yeah. still pretty like, cool because I know I, I can't. didn't mean to steal your thunder at all. Uh, <laughs> Is it on fire? No, but we're freezing cold. I can't help you. Yeah, I can make it on fire. (laughs) I'll be there right now. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, that is a service that people need and appreciate. And I think that's awesome. So, yeah. Yeah, it's. um, It's unfortunate that um, particularly in Ohio, it is. It's pretty easy to start an HVAC company, really any company without any kind of certification or licensing. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you see a lot of weird stuff go on in Ohio that you don't see in other States, but why is that? Ohio's just lenient on who can put in a piece of equipment or. Yeah. There's, um, if you have a state license and let's say I come to your house and you say, Hey, I don't want to pull permits on this. And I say, that's fine. We're not going to pull permits. And then we get caught. Mm -hmm. Um, There's pretty significant penalties for that contractor. But let's say I don't have a license and the same situation happens. There's not a lot they can do about that. You're just some guy who bought something that wanted to install it. Yeah, basically, because there's there's no like mechanism for them to really enforce any kind of penalties on somebody. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, they can't take your pack. license away. You yeah. don't have a license. Right. That's true. You know, they can't. Um, there's not a lot they can do. Maybe fine you. But um, it's not like they're going to take your license away. That's three HVAC demerits. <laughs> it's your permanent HVAC record right, that you right, don't have. Right. We're going to shorten your refrigerant hose. <laughs> <laughs> deal with that. Yeah. yeah no, it's um, it, it, some states don't operate that way. But yeah, you get a lot of 
kind of questionable characters that start a business and then they go out of business pretty quick. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's a lot of states are that way though, but you see, I think it's a lot of coastal states that aren't because they got like hurricane hunter dudes, you know, come <laughs> down and they just put all the stuff in. Uh, so I think they kind of put an end to that, but yeah, that's makes something sense. I wouldn't even think about how has, we all know everything is expensive as crap right now. Mm-hmm. Has that affected your business at all? Uh, supply chain, cost of materials. Has has that really affected your business at all? We, we've grown a lot. Um, at least in the amount of work we can get done. It has, it's affected every business, but um, this, you may have struck a nerve. Okay. I've got a bit of a bone to pick on this. <laughs> everybody, especially, you know, supply houses, you go in, there's always the old guy. It's like, wait, I need to find a kid. I need to find somebody to work. Kids don't want to work. Right. They don't want to work for you. Right. Mm. How are you going to convince somebody that could go deliver packages? Yeah. I mean, that's not an easy job, but it's not, it's not like particularly dangerous or anything. Yeah. There, I would consider it to be, let's say about the same difficulty with a little less skill. You could have somebody trained up to do that pretty quick. They can make a good money and they get a retirement. That's a good living. They can buy a house and they can feed their kids. You expect to pay somebody $20 an hour with no benefits mm-hmm. to but carry 600 pounds stuff all day and also have all this technical knowledge that they have to stay on top of. So right. it, it, yes, the cost of everything went up, particularly the cost of employing good employees. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's the biggest effect that you've seen. And there's not really that many people that already have the skills to hire. So the employment gap that affects, I think every industry, mm-hmm. I don't think, I know it affects public service. Definitely. Um, I know it affects the trades, but I don't know that it really affects engineering and stuff. Like, and maybe that's the product of more people going to school and getting these degrees, but there's not as much demand for my engineering degree Mm -hmm. as there is for an HVAC tech. Right. But the problem is, I think it is harder to be an HVAC tech than it is to be an engineer. Because you got to have basically the training level of a doctor. You know, maybe the stakes aren't as high, right. but you've got to have many years of experience, mm-hmm. a lot of technical knowledge and physical capability. Like you can't, you got to be able to get in the attic and you got to be able to carry this stuff. Right. Um, and the pay is just not there. Yeah. And you're talking about a tech on your end. You have to understand how to maintain a business on top of that. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, when you, when you talk about the cost of everything going up, the biggest effect I see in the trades is you got to be able to pay people to deal with that. Like those knock on effects that have happened elsewhere. Like when they want to go buy a car or they want to buy a house, I mean, they have to be able to afford that stuff and you're not going to be able to do that for $20 an hour anymore. That's not going to happen. Right. So yeah, I mean, it's when you get quotes, they're going to be higher. And a big chunk of that is with companies that are reputable, you know, if they're hiring the best people around, mm-hmm. they're making more money than a lot of lawyers. Uh, they're making more money than a lot of these, you know, the, the people that you think 
maybe you wish you went to school to be. Right. right. They're, they're probably making more money. Right. A good plumber makes more money than a good lawyer. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that. Um, it's just supply and demand. Right. right. So yeah. yeah, that affects us. Uh, it affects everybody though. Um, but I, like I said, I don't know if that's any different for the trades than it is anywhere else though. Ha- have you guys had trouble finding good help or retaining employees? Um, we, first of all, we're not big. Okay. So people that we hire, we, we know pretty well. It's not like I hire a dozen people. Sure. And fire 10 of them. Right. You're not going through a temp agency or anything like that. Right. Yeah. I mean, so we've got a guy who has been with us since I was literally a baby. I think they may, they may have babysat me. (laughs) Um, and he's excellent. Right. I mean, they're probably one of the best techs around and he's been with us for decades. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, there's stuff we could, we could, I wish we could pay better and I wish we did have better benefits. Right. But there are other things you can do as a business owner to keep people to work in there. Like pizza parties. Like you could do. I've never done a pizza party. <laughs> no, thought about that, that, that it. I was have a, bought that, them beers. That, that, that was a That's joke. Better. That was a joke. When, yeah. when I worked at the hospital, it was like, oh, we don't have any staff and patients are, you know, coming through the door left and right. Pizza party. Right. You know, and then just envision that. Yeah, uh, that's an old trope now, but it's still carry. <laughs> it still happens. Envision the, uh, what is that? Flex seal. This flex seal tape yeah. over the big leak. Right. Pizza party. Yeah, <laughs> except it works not as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Except there's still a humongous leak. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't, I mean, I think. I, I wonder sometimes if maybe I'm, uh, not as good at management because I think you should just treat people like you would like to be treated if you yeah. worked there. That's a crazy concept. Yeah, isn't that weird? Like, like we've never been like, dude, you got to get those numbers up. That's never been a conversation. <laughs> right. Probably and those units. If somebody's like, hey, I've got a thing tomorrow with my grandkids, we'll figure it out. Just go do it. Right. Yeah. Um, we've never had a situation where somebody takes advantage of that. We've never had a situation where somebody is like a no call, no show. It's never happened. Mm. Um, We've never really had anybody be late. I don't really have a good answer as to why that is. Maybe we, maybe have been profoundly lucky. Yeah. I think you've been really lucky. (laughs) Yeah. And that, uh, and honestly, that's good with the, you know, the kind of people that we're seeing in our industry now and just in general, you know, the people that I, uh, that you hear about, you know, the, the shit workers. I mean, yeah. it's terrible. Maybe they just aren't, There's we have big, had people come work for a couple of days and been like, not for this, me, not for me. That's I okay. Get that. you That's know, all right. I get that. We, and I think it's because of Jerry Moreland. Okay. Cause <laughs> this guy, this guy gets up at 4am. Our first call we schedule at six. Mm-hmm. He will be up at four. And be out in front of their house at five thirty, prowling, just waiting, <laughs> pacing around. Right? If he sees movement, they're getting that door knocked early. He's don't be, there, don't huh? be checking your curtains, son. Right? People will frequently be like, "Can you give me a call ahead?" And we're like, "Jerry's on this one." 
I'll give you a call ahead right now. <laughs> 6 a.m. in one second, he's knocking on your door. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you can't, how are you going to be late? The guy's, you know, he's in his early 60s. Yeah. You're going to be late. <laughs> right. I mean, he's never been late. Yeah. Right? And then I, I distinctly remember this one guy. This was hilarious. He, it was like his first day. We go work on this house trailer and we pull the the skirting off the bottom to crawl underneath right where you have to crawl. There's this dead cat <laughs> covered in bugs. It's melting. And uh, the guy's like, I'm not crawling in there. And my dad shows up like 10 seconds later and he's like, hold on. He goes and gets a piece of cardboard and sticks it on top of the cat. And just right across the cat, crawls back, does the job, crawls back out and puts the skirting on and leaves. He doesn't, you know, he's not even like, you know, he doesn't say anything to the guy. Doesn't yeah. demoralize but immediately, the guy. at the end of the day, the guy's like, ah, man, you know, I don't, I, think, I, don't think I got what it takes to do <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. And he never came back. You Freaking know, so, washed him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's just, I don't know. Maybe it's just like, I don't, I don't think of, I never think of culture. In a company, it's generational right. too. Which is what we just go and we do the thing until it's done, and then we leave. Like right. it's not yeah. like a th- nobody's ever been like, um, oh, you know, I got twenty seconds and I got my lunch break. Like we don't do that, yeah. right? And I like, I think about like your dad's generation. I can't see them being on a job and just being like, I can't do it. There's a cat under there. You know, they just do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's infectious, you know. Right. Like maybe that maybe that goes back to the attic thing. Like, yeah. There's almost a bit of pride right. when you're the right. last guy in the attic. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? That's the same thing with the fire service. First in, last I mean, out. You know, you go in and you try to work better or harder than the guy. And you show up filthy and the other guy isn't, then yeah. it's a little bit of Yeah, rub a little dirt. Yeah. yeah, rub a little dirt on the face. Yeah, and then exactly. get out of the attic and be like, "That's Thursday." You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. Have a Gatorade. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so I, you know, I don't think we really have the. Um, it, it, I, I, I could I could see it becoming an issue finding people if yeah. we needed that kind of volume. Yeah, right, if you had a right. dozen trucks. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to have turnover. We we had a guy recently who I'll put big air quotes on this, who quit, but I don't even really consider it quitting. Like this is a guy who always was a go-getter. And I mean, he would be out buying his own tools and he's got everything is his own. And, you know, we hand him a credit card when they start. I'm like, if you need something, go buy it. You're never going to, we're never going to ask about it. Um, But he bought his own stuff, which is just, the biggest red flag ever that he's, he's going to start his own company. Right. So it's like no mystery. And you know, there's no hard feelings there. Like he did what he was supposed to do the whole time. Never complained. The guy was never late. I hardly consider that quitting. You know, he's got kids, he's got the ability and, and the, you know, the attitude to go do his own thing. There's nothing wrong with doing that. It's not like he quit and went to work for a competitor. Right. That he was a competitor to begin with. He just needed some training. <laughs> right. And there's nothing wrong with that. So right. yeah, I mean And I I get that, you know. But he owes a lot of that to you guys though, too. Yeah, maybe. Maybe you know maybe not. I mean, he was in the Navy. Um, I guess he got some of the technical skill. Yeah. But to but it's easy to like answer the phone one time in the middle of the night, but to answer the phone every time in the middle of the night, that's you're not gonna train somebody to do that. You just 
that's the kind of person yeah. that does it. So yeah, I, we don't hold anything against anybody that does something like that, but I get that. I get that. So, uh, so what are your goals? Like, uh, status quo. I mean, I think I would assume that you guys are not like scraping for work. You know, I mean, you guys are predominantly pretty busy, you know, um, do you have plans to expand the company? Do you have, I mean, are you good where you're at? Like, where do you see, where do you see Moreland heating and air in 10 years? That's a loaded question to the moon. <laughs> There's um, in probably most industries, there's a handful of things that are rapidly changing. And a lot of it revolves around, I mean, you hear it everywhere, AI, right? So Google, a lot of big tech companies have found very creative ways to insert themselves in between you as a customer and me as a contractor. Mm-hmm. And it's it's becoming increasingly difficult to actually have a customer that's going to call you again. They go to Google first. Mm-hmm. But if the Google doesn't show you, they don't they don't call you. They call somebody else. And all they really care about is how much money they can get out of that lead. And they're getting, they're getting really good at it. So technocracy. Yeah. I mean, the cost to actually acquire a customer has skyrocketed. Um, Beyond that, you've got AI and there's some new technology coming out that allows just like some simple sensors to be put into a furnace to tell that it's going to break before it actually breaks. Okay. Which sounds cool until you think about who owns that data. Yeah. Because it's not your contractor. Right. It's the company that maintains that service and provides the sensor. Right. And if you stop paying them the subscription the subscription fee, what's to stop them from sending that information to somebody else? Right. Yeah. Uh, um I don't I don't see it ending well for most contractors. <laughs> okay. There's there's most likely to be a few really big players. There's most likely to be a few like Amazons of mm-hmm. HVAC that own a stake in or are deeply intertwined with these AI companies. Um, so to answer your question, I think it really depends. 10 years is kind of like the magic number, I think, mm-hmm. where your traditional contractor doesn't exist anymore. Um, I think it's one of those situations where if you can't beat them, you join them. So I think it's going to be like when, uh, Amazon tells you you're almost out of shaving cream. Do you want me to order you more? Like your, uh, your furnace is about to go out. You want me to send a Amazon crew over to fix that? It's not going to be. It is right now. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. That's scary. That exists. Um, wow. You can buy into it as a contractor and I looked at it and a lot of people are super excited about it. And I am simultaneously super excited about the capability of that and what that could mean for the customer. Mm -hmm. Like humanity. Well, I mean, like nobody wants to come home and find out your pipes froze. Yeah. Right. Like that's, that sucks. But um, from a business owner perspective, I mean, what do you do? You don't own the data. 
you have to find some pretty creative ways to tie a customer to you and cut out the intermediaries. And there's really not a great way to do that. So I, I'm kind of thinking most contractors don't exist in the current state they're in, in 10 years. Mm -hmm. So to answer your question, I think in 10 years, we are either deeply invested with an AI company and have some contracts in there and we're significantly larger than we are right now. Mm -hmm. Or in about five years, we're big enough that we can get involved with like conglomerations of companies or private equity groups that are already involved with those companies, because that's really the only way the future ends up. Um, good for a contractor. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. So th- it's, um, I don't think that's much different for many different industries. Right. I don't think people realize unless you've taken a lot of math, what exponential growth looks like, mm-hmm. like it, human beings are not good at thinking about how that looks. Um, so things like that, if they continue at the rate they are that are using AI to predict things are going to get better quicker than you think they're going to get better. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, heating and air is no different. It kind of infects all aspects of life. Yeah. So yeah, that's, um, that's the million dollar question, Tim. I don't know. Uh, we just, it's kind of a race to get as big as we can get without compromising the things that we're really all about. Sure. And then, Keep an eye on it, a really close eye on it. And when the time comes, run, you know, either get in with the right people or, uh, or get out. How many companies like you have no pulse on any of this that are just like, we're going to do this to the end of time. Almost all of them. Yeah. And that, that's something that I see a lot that, I mean, it's pretty sad. Really. You have an entire generation of mostly baby boomers. That's, you know, they were working for somebody and they didn't like them or they didn't like what they did. And they thought, yeah, I'm going to go start my own company. Right. And they run a good company and you call them because they do good work and they're cheap and they're always on time. Why wouldn't you call them? Yeah. Well, they're structured that way because they, they didn't know what they didn't know. Yeah. And now they're looking at being 65. They have no retirement. And they think, well, I'm going to sell my company. It's worth a boatload of money. I, you know, I bill a million dollars a year. It's worth nothing because nobody wants to buy your job. And when you quit showing up for work, that company doesn't exist. That's your job. And it's the (laughs) worst job in the world because they're going to call you all the time and it doesn't continue to run when you're gone. So the companies aren't worth anything. And there's a lot of people that are trying to sell their companies right now. And nobody wants to buy them. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I would say most of them, this is most people, they just don't think that far ahead. If you're a tradesman, that's not those two ways of thinking. They don't coincide. Yeah, with one I see the guys that like your counterparts that are probably like all these kids on their TikTok. All I know, all I'm going to do is keep showing up on time and putting units in. And then there's a limit. It's going to run out eventually. Well, yeah, like, you can pick anything. Right. If, if all you can do is do more of it yourself, there's only one you. Exactly. If you don't have a system there to have more use. <laughs> and I mean, if you can't take a vacation, mm-hmm. you don't have a business. Yeah. And good way to nobody look at wants it. to buy that. Would you buy that? 
If I said, Hey, I'll sell you Moreland heating and air right now. You don't know how to run a heating yeah, and air business. To do it. Yeah. You then know. you got to learn how to fix furnaces. You don't know how to fix furnaces. Right. But if I say, I'll sell you Moreland heating and air right now. And it just works. You don't even have to show up it's to work. It's not like you own vending machines that just pop out money. You actually have to show up. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's, and there's really no company quite like that, but you know, it, it's, um, it's really unfortunate because it is most companies that you're, that you see out in the wild right now, especially if they're owned by older guys, but they think they're sitting on their nest egg and they're not mm-hmm. They're, you know, no retirement. <laughs> it's unfortunate. Yeah. But that's, uh, I mean, that's good that you're forward thinking and, you know, kudos to you. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe you're wrong. <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. Maybe you're wrong. But maybe I'm an idiot. You know. That's a possibility. This is why I keep watching Terminator constantly. <laughs> yeah. Why is that? You looking, for, you looking for Sarah Connor? No. I'm trying to predict the future? That already went live. That's something probably not a lot of people have thought about. Just something like people, including me, don't think about the like automation basically of everything. It's well, yeah. including I mean, it's tech a whole jobs. other facet of thinking. And the selling of data is a whole different rabbit hole you could get down you could go down, but um oh. it's 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 wild. I mean, because in the first part of this podcast, we just talked about, you know, just like firefighting, there's always gonna be a need for heating and air, right? But then he just blew off another whole facet of Hey, you're always going to need heating air, but you know, Amazon's going to tell you and fix it for you. You know what I mean? Like, there you go. It, I mean, it's most industries. I mean, if you look at large, I mean, uh, I mean, you could relate it to a lot of different things, you know, I I have a, um, this is completely off topic and I'm derailing the conversation. Go ahead. I'm very interested in, uh, public service. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I know some guys, I wouldn't say I'm great friends with them, but I know them pretty well. And they, they seem to be, um, interested in the, I don't know what to call it. Like they're attracted to like the brotherhood of it, I guess. Okay. The culture. Yeah. Culture. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think that that's like, is that like the thing? Is that like, yeah, that that attracts people? Yeah, a lot of them are like former military. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and we and we talked about that um, on our St. Patty's Day podcast. Okay, like people get out of the military, and then like on your last day, that's it. You, it's over, right? And they're always searching for. And and my theory is that they join the military to find that in the first place. And then it's just a vicious cycle where they're like, yeah, this sucks. Uh, it's really not worth it. And then they get out they're like, okay, I kind of want to get back into that again. And yeah, then it, definitely. And it's it goes it's back definitely in. something um, that a lot of people might strive for, but don't actually achieve. Um, at least in. It's kind of hard to explain to a lot of people. Cause you're like, so explain it to me. Like, well, I like to just hang out with a bunch of dudes and like, yeah. like, and do what? And you're like, 
uh, we hang out. You don't really get it. But like, it, why does that make you so happy? It's, You're it's like, more than just hanging out. Uh, it's it's sharing these crazy experiences that you'll, as a normal person, will never experience. Hopefully, never experience. But you experience those things. Not every day. You know, we don't. You know, we don't get pumped up every day. You know, for the lady that falls. But like on those crazy calls. And you're there with your dudes and you're making a difference and you're all there working like and then you come back and you're still living off that dopamine. You know what I mean? That's I mean, that that's it. And, and it's not just the high intensity uh, scenes and whatnot, but it's uh, it's being with each other. It's living with each other. Um, uh, you're basically family at that point, but it's a different type of family. You know, I can't joke with Jared. I'm sorry. I can't joke with my wife about things that I would joke with about, yeah, to Jared. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, or, or anybody else I work with. Um, it's just, it's, it's different. It's a whole different lifestyle. Um, do you think that it's, like you're just doing hard stuff like with these. It could be, it could be. And I've never, like I've said before, I've never really had a real job. So <laughs> I don't really know what it's like uh, to do a nine to five, you know, um, with other people. I'm sure maybe some of that stuff is true, but when you come back to the station and you're, I mean, you, you live with these people, you know, you're up with them at, 2 a.m. Um, and you have the same experiences and you live together every third day. It's a, uh, it's also a crapshoot though, because uh, you could be looking for that and then fall into a place with total dirt bags where yeah, you're, you're just uh, not going to find it. Yeah. Some place you could, uh, you know, you, you got to be a part of making that for somebody else instead of just everybody expecting it to just like, where's that camaraderie I was looking for? Yeah, you could be working <laughs> with a bunch of dirt bags, like Jared said. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. You know, like I, any, any place, you know, there's some places that are hiring people um, that are just total dirt bags, you know, the boomers did a really good job in, at filtering people, you okay. know, like, they would uh, haze the crap out of them, you know, and then if they could withstand that, they're good to go. Yeah. And I think since we did away with the hazing, that there's no like more filter. I so like it, hazing. I, I support it a hundred percent. I mean, I'm, I think there's a line. I think there is a, a time for hazing. Yeah. If you like, some clear, people might've crossed the line. If you clearly define hazing, cause it's, there's a reason there's a different word. It's not like, assault or <laughs> you know, right, hazing right, is supposed right. to be a certain thing where you're right. not actually hitting people or right you know right pissing on them yeah you're giving people a hard time or whatever you know yeah. unless that's what they like jared yeah that's They're, fine that's know, totally fine you but, don't have to judge people like yeah, that. yeah that's that uh, i get that but it's <laughs> almost like a rite of passage too you know if you're the new guy you take the shit you know yeah well i think there's i think if the person wants to be part of that like ritual thing yeah then it's not why not? You know, right? I mean? But yeah. if they don't, then it's probably not very cool. But I get that. But that so that why does that intrigue you? Like just because you're curious about it, or um, uh, not that I want to get terribly far down the rabbit hole because I'm not. 
particularly advanced in this thing. Uh-huh. But uh, a lot of the guys I do jujitsu with are in public service mm-hmm. and they're just different. Mm-hmm. Like they're just, uh, they just act different. Like they, they, and they to, compete different. They, they a lot of them, especially the police act a lot more serious about it. Yeah. Like, which is understandable, but even the firefighters are just, um, like they're not just there for the workout. I don't think like they're yeah. there because I mean, it's another thing you're doing that's, it's weird uh-huh. and it's difficult and it's, con- you know, you're consistently doing this thing yeah. with the same few people every day. Mm-hmm. And like, they seem like people that are really drawn to that. Yeah. And all of them are really interesting people. I mean, so some people you, show up and you're like, ah, you know, that's just yeah. another. So dude. Do, you, do you get that out of jujitsu, the camaraderie of, uh, maybe Ch- choking each other, like being on the verge of. Uh, I don't think it's that. I think it's the. Um, I think it's like I'm not saying it's a kink or anything. It, well, that means it could be. It could be Jared. Yeah. The the. Uh, for me, it's like. Like I come home and I'm dad, and I gotta tell the you know you gotta tell your kids what to do to do the thing. Like you gotta be the dad, yeah. or you go to work and now you gotta deal with all the problems and you're the guy in charge or whatever. But like, that's, it's a pretty cool thing to go somewhere and just suck at it and be like the worst person there. And you don't have to know anything at all. And you're not supposed to know anything at all. Mm -hmm. And you know, you just get the reality of it is, especially if you're me, I'm older at the time I did it. I was nearly a hundred pounds heavier than I am right now. I sucked. And I still suck, but I suck real bad then. And I just got beat up for like two years. <laughs> bad. Just got beat I like up. broke a rib. Like I got beat up every day that I went in. Yeah. You broke a rib for real? Yeah. Okay. And the, um, the, it, one day a new guy shows up and you get him, right? <laughs> and you get him good. Right. Ah, oh, that's a good feeling. Yeah. But, but yeah, it is, but it's the same people every day and you show up at the same time every day and everybody, you know, you just get a little better at something sure. that most people don't ever do. I don't even think it has to be a martial art. I think martial arts is a good way to do it, mm-hmm. but I think everybody probably has something that would be really good for them to go, you know, get out of your comfort zone and go yeah. do something different. Yeah. Showing to everybody else that you're actually not good at it. Just like being exposed you know, that's, that's the thing. Like I suck, teach me. And, uh, like to your question about the camaraderie thing, it's like you, if you go to jujitsu and everybody there acts like they don't want to be there, then you're, you're getting nothing out of it. So, you know, every situation is different. So when people say, should I get in the fire service from the, for the camaraderie? It's like, I hope you luck out and people want to be there, but and I hope you, you're a good fireman too. Yeah. You know that <laughs> yeah. Don't be a fireman just because you want to hang out with your buds. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just, I just noticed it's disproportionate the number of like firefighters that end up training. Yeah. And I sometimes wonder why that is. That's kind of my hunch. Yeah. I wonder if it's one of those things where it's like, well, I've all, they're already comfortable, you know, being uh, vulnerable, vulnerable. Uh, so, one of those things where I'll try something new, but a lot of people they're like, 
well, people might see I suck, so I'm not even going to try. I think especially as you get older, it's fine to just suck. I don't mind. Um, I don't mind. You understand that like nobody's good at everything right away. And Matt, what do you mean by disproportionate? Like between like firemen and cops or or what? Just public service people. Yeah. Like if you went into a, a, I bet if you went into, I guess I've only been in like two gyms. So it's two more than I've been in. Yeah. The, um, the bulk of them will be public servants of some kind, police, firefighters, military. Okay. uh, Or engineers. Interesting. And that's most of them. I mean, like there you I are. Bet eight out of 10, maybe nine out of 10. Really? Do you have like an engineer caucus going on in there? <laughs> well, I think it's nerd. I think it's, it's something you can really nerd out about. You can do some weird stuff. I get that. You I can beat, that. you can beat somebody with brawn, which is the preferred. I'm going to be honest. That's probably the way to go. That's not the way I go. <laughs> I just don't have it. Or you can try to like trick them. You know what I mean? Like get them with something sneaky. Yeah. That's the way I go. Not recommended. But you know, you got to yeah, you play your strengths. You, do. you know Work what I mean? That you got. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Like I said, uh, a lot of those guys are just really, they're all interesting people. And the ones that are really interesting that I just don't get, they're like all firefighters and police officers. And I don't, I don't, I don't get them either. They just, they compete harder. Like they yeah. generally, uh, they're the ones that beat you up a little more sometimes, right. but, but they, you know, but they're nice about it. So definitely. Well, and even like when we're at work, you're always, not if you're consciously doing it, but you're always trying to compete to be better than yeah. the rest of the people there. You know what I mean? Or at least show that you're worth something, you know, not necessarily that you're trying to be the best, but you want to show your worth. But in that, in that environment, the public wins. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. You know, if everybody's trying their best, then, you know, then the public wins. It's a win-win. Yeah. I mean, is there a culture of like, if somebody's not, uh, like if somebody just don't got it, do they just get run off? I mean, is that, <sighs> I think you see less and less of it. You see less and less because, uh, like Jared was talking about hazing, you know, um, so typically everybody has a probationary period of a year. And, you know, I think a lot more people back in the day didn't make probation because, you know, off the record, you, you made them quit, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think well, you, you had a much bigger pull. Yeah. You definitely had a much bigger pool. Now, now we're scraping for people. Now they're like, why'd you make them quit? We don't have anybody else to hire. Right. Um, Because I think feelings get in the way now. And now that we can't find firemen or cops, I'm guessing cops have the same problem that we do. um, Finding people. I hear uh, they do. But, uh, you know, I think it's just that. And, uh, you know, you have to be nice to people now and people have feelings and, you know, people make probation and people end up doing the job when they, probably weren't cut out for it you know i can't and remember at that the, point, the, the the public and you know i can't you, remember you the uh the ohio stats but like after like right in the middle and right after covid uh for people that took their national registry for emt and medic was so low it was like 
uh, I don't want to say the number because I don't want to be wrong, but it was stupid low because people are like, yeah, I'm not. Yeah, because 90% of what we do, yeah, 90% of what we do is EMS. And they're just like, nah, no, I don't think so. Right. And the same for cops. I mean, I don't blame anybody for being, because I was the same way. I'm like, oh, maybe I'll go get my Opata, you know, that'd be cool. And then I saw like the way they get treated. And I'm like, yeah, who wants to be a freaking cop anymore, dude? (laughs) Yeah, I don't think it's a job I would want. No. To do. Or I probably wouldn't want to be a firefighter either. That's, um, you like helping old ladies. We just pick them up off the ground and stuff, you know? Yeah. 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 We go, you might want to call your, you might want to call your HVAC guy because your shit's broke. Right. You got carbon <laughs> monoxide in here. <laughs> you got to air it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. We get a few of those. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. So, um, anything you want to, you want to say closing up? I mean, yeah, people want to look you up. Where do, yeah, where, where do we find you? Uh, well, you can find the company page at morelandhvac.com. It's M-O-R-L-A-N-D. HVAC.com. I'll put a link down below. Um, personal stuff. I mean, I'm on Facebook a little bit, but I don't really do social media. And uh, you don't want to be on my TikTok. <laughs> you don't want it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. Like I said, I, I'm really not doing this for... Uh, you know, views or anything like clout. that. So yeah. Yeah. Not into clout, not chasing that clout. No, no. So, um, yeah. If you want to find me, go to Facebook, I suppose, but yeah, there's not I'll, much there either. I'll put the link down. We'll see pictures of my kids. That's about it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, man, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks for coming on, man. Thank Appreciate you. It. Thank you. All right. Later guys. Later.